Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Now, seemingly, the, you know, the, that, that brutal sell-off of uh, South African stocks is persisting. Take us through some of the big moves in the equities yesterday. So, I mean, it has been a little bit relentless. In fact, I had uh, one of the people that follows me on Twitter, uh, they actually said, geez, can we get a little bit of a break here? We've, we've had a couple of successive sessions where it's just been read on the screen. Uh, yesterday was one of those. So if we have a look at the top 40, it was down around 1.7%. And, and the selling coming across most of the big sectors, uh, you, you mentioned a couple of those, which are certainly worth uh, pointing out uh, in terms of your intro. Uh, first of all, we, we had an update from MassMart uh, massively disappointing. So that stock ended down around 8.5%, and it's, it's its lowest since October last year. Uh, this as they provided some sort of earnings guidance where they're expecting earnings per share to be as much as around 20 uh, to 24% lower on a year-on-year basis. Now, that, that's really quite symbolic, I guess, of the distress that you're seeing in the retail sector in general, but it also comes as a, as a contrast to results we had out the day before, where ShopRite showed reasonably respectable results considering a very tough environment. And so remember, in each of those sectors, you're going to get relative outperformers and underperformers, but in aggregate, you know, the outlook for that retail sector does remain quite constrained. Uh, also certainly worth noting as well uh, was Lonman. That stock traded down massively. I, the last time I looked at it, it was down around 20% on the day. Now, now this is massive. It's a record low for Lonman. Uh, and it's really on the back of the fact that a lot of people are thinking Lonman's going to struggle to find additional financing. Uh, you'll recall when they ran out of money the last time around, uh, first of all, they were able to restructure their debt. But then second of all, they were able to do a rights issue. That's where they issued more shares for cash. And given what's happened with its share price, uh, that's looking increasingly unlikely. Uh, and again, symbolic of, I guess, the very constrained uh, outlook we have for the mining sector as a whole. So unfortunately, the blood continuing to run in the streets uh, and given the fairly negative outlook uh, from Asian markets this morning may be something that we see persist into trade today. Mm. And um, yesterday you promised to keep an eye on that uh, CPI and retail sales. Uh, what's happened there? So, so both of those numbers ticking up, uh, I, would, I would say not unexpectedly on, on the CPI front. So that came out more or less in line with consensus expectations. It was around 5% on a year-on-year basis. I'm less concerned, Sakina, about these particular prints. Uh, I'll get a lot more concerned as we head into the tail end of this year. And the reason why I say that is at that point in time, we're likely to see food inflation come through a lot more strongly. Uh, we're also likely to see the, 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 the low base effects of oil come through also quite strongly as well. So it does depend on where oil goes. You know, we're obviously quite happy every time we see that oil price declining because we remain in that uh, oil importer. Uh, but that being said, July is a survey uh, a survey month, uh, and that meant that we saw an upward tick in terms of housing and utilities. That was one of the largest uh, upticks, and then also water and electricity. Uh, remember, a survey month means that they don't actually check these prices on a, on a month-to-month basis. They do them periodically, and then obviously when they do that, it does result in a little bit of a, a surge in terms of that particular element's contribution to CPI. Uh, moving across to retail sales, a little bit of a surprise to the upside in June, it rose by around 3.5%. But I must say, if we're getting excited about low single digits on retail sales, it should really show you how bad things actually have become. Uh, You will know my my well-documented outlook for the the consumer. Uh, I do think it's going to be tough for at least the next 12 to 18 months.
Indeed. And of course, uh, we've been tracking this one for quite some time, um, uh, what is expected to happen with uh, the U.S. Uh, rates hike. And uh, the latest Fed minutes there, um, Mohammed. Yeah, so last night, I guess, you know, overlooking even the U.S. CPI numbers, because I almost think that was less important uh, as, as a focal point uh, than the Fed's FOMC minutes. Now, if we ever look at the FOMC minutes, quite interestingly enough, there's a very strong emphasis in this particular set of minutes uh, in terms of the fact that they had not yet seen uh, a material uptick in inflation. Now, this is an about turn when it comes to the Fed. Uh, you'll recall, because we know their primary mandate is full employment. They've been beating on that drum for quite some time, mm-hmm. We're making good, strong gains in the labor market. And this particular set of minutes almost skewing the emphasis back towards inflation again. So what's happened is that the market has now actually pushed their expectations out. Uh, Roughly 50% of the market was expecting a rate hike by September. But given the Chinese yuan devaluation and recent turmoil in the market, uh, that has now declined to 30%, which is to say 70% of market participants are actually expecting rates to only be increased uh, beyond the uh, the, the September meeting. Uh, Let's keep an eye out on that. U.S. Treasury yields have reacted to that, as has the dollar, it's weakened. But unfortunately, we haven't even seen that come through in terms of the RAND, and that is because emerging markets, as we discussed yesterday, mm. do remain a bit on the back foot. 